Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of Everyday Eagle Podcast, where we continue to talk to some Southern Miss uh, folks and get their uh, opinions about Southern Miss, what's going on on campus, stuff like that. Uh, but first, I'm going to introduce you to that uh, that guy from Oak Grove, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Chuck? What's up, man? You were, you were expecting something else, weren't you? I was a little <laughs> bit, yeah. yeah I started to do little- it. We, with our guest tonight, we've already had a little Oak Grove pedal banter, so a little bit. It's been kind of fun. So, but yes. uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for tonight. This will be good. We got a guy who uh, does a ton for our university on there for the university we all love, and so got a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. And yeah, uh, man. go ahead and introduce him to everybody. Yeah, so we got Jerry Defada on tonight. Jerry, uh, he is, forgive me if I get it wrong, Jerry, the executive director of the Alumni Association, correct? Yeah, man, you nailed it. There we go. I nailed it. I only had to practice twice, listeners. <laughs> so what's up, Jerry? Good to have you on tonight, man. Welcome, man. It's good to be here, guys. Thank y'all. Absolutely. Well, Jerry, I'm going to kick us off. We're going to dive right in, man. Um, we usually ask uh, this question first. You you graduated from Southern Miss, correct? Yeah, man. I graduated in 2000 with a degree in marketing. Okay. Why did you choose Southern Miss to attend for university? And then why did you decide to come back and work there? Kind of walk us through that a little bit. Well, so when I graduated, you know, I had decided that I wanted to major in business. I didn't really know what kind of business yet. Um, I, I found out pretty early on that... Um, I wasn't going to be an engineer or something like that. Uh, math wasn't a strong suit. And when you sit in a classroom and you don't understand what the professor's talking about, um, what your teacher's talking about, it makes it kind of challenging. And so I, I knew pretty quickly that I, I wasn't going to be an engineer or anything like that. And I needed something that the, uh, the answer could change based on my ability to persuade people. And so uh, business seemed right up my alley. At that time, Southern Miss was the best business school in the state of Mississippi. So it was a, a pretty logical fit for me being right here close to home and so I came here and, and had a great experience as a student. Um, yeah, I worked my way through school. I was working full time doing some uh, residential construction and uh, left here, went to work for CentOS Corporation, a, a, a company that a lot of Southern Miss graduates probably more now work for than, than did at the time. And I, I worked with that organization for about five years. I was a sales rep and a service manager and a plant manager and really just honestly got to a point where. Um, my wife and I were talking about starting a family and the, the kind of family life that, that we wanted didn't really fit into the, the kind of work schedule that I had. And so we started kind of looking around for opportunities and, and happened to be an opportunity at Southern Miss that looked interesting to me. And so I had a couple of conversations and was fortunate to have the opportunity to come back. And man, just to, to be honest, I thought I'd work here two or three years and, and take a job doing something different, but came back and fell in love with Southern Miss. And I've been here now for and I think 17 years and in a couple of different roles. And it's, uh, it's really been a really uh, incredible opportunity to serve something that means so much to my family and I. 
uh, for the last 17 years. All right, that's awesome, Jerry. And, and you know, I've seen Jerry, to all the listeners here, I've seen him at pretty much every sporting event at Southern Miss I could go to. Uh, he's always on campus, obviously. It's where he works. He's he's had a lot of Southern Miss moments and experiences. Jerry, what would you say your favorite Southern Miss moment is so far? I know it's a tough one to choose, but what would you say your favorite Southern Miss moment, moment or memory is? Well, I tell you, Lane, one of the things that we do when we have board meetings and, and big volunteer get-togethers, we ask people that. What's their favorite memory? And, you know, a lot of people, it's the 2009 College World Series. That was a highlight. Um beating TCU here was, was a cool, uh, cool night. Uh, but I tell you for me, you know, haven't had the opportunity to see a lot of those moments. The thing that really stands out to me was the, the day that we opened uh, Southern station, we cut the ribbon on Southern station right there in spirit park. And, and I think that's my favorite moment because that was a concept that, that we kind of developed from something that we saw at a couple of other universities. And we took those two concepts and kind of merged them together and really had an idea of what game day could look like at Southern Miss. And so to to see that go from a, a sketch on a napkin to a, a computer drawing at Larry Albert's office and to bid it out and have some some challenges, you know, getting that thing in the money, which is not uncommon. And then to, to see our board's determination to get that done for Southern Miss. Um, we spent about a million dollars on that project and to see it come to fruition and to stand on it and cut the ribbon and then to stand behind the stage and watch Adam Doliak perform that first home game last year was incredible. I think that was probably the, the highest Southern Miss high for me, just to have something that I was that intimately involved in that was so personally meaningful for me. And then to have my kids there to see it was, was a day that I won't forget. So I think that's the one that probably takes the top spot for me. But, you know, I'm fortunate I've had a lot of them. That's awesome. And what a great game day experience that is. Like most of our listeners, I'm assuming you've been to a game day experience out there and seen all the great stuff they're doing, but it really is. It's a one of a kind experience. It's a blast. I love it every time, Jerry. So Mm -hmm. we're, we really enjoy that. No, thanks. We, all we need is more people. So bring, bring two or 3000 of your closest friends and let's pack it out this fall. Absolutely. All right. Well, Chuck's got some questions for you. He's going to, Take the mic for a few minutes here, and then I'll I'll be back in just a second with you. Definitely. Hey, uh, I don't know if you're an Office fan, but there's a scene in there where Michael uh, Scott says, "Explain it to me like I'm five. So tell us what the Alumni Association does for Southern Miss exactly. Real easy. We invest all of our time and all of our resources in two things. We want to connect Southern Miss alumni to each other and to the university. That's that's the nutshell. Everything that we do when we, you know, roll out like tonight, I was in uh, in Macomb for an event. And the goal there was to connect Southern Miss alumni that live in Macomb and Brookhaven to each other and back to Southern Miss. Everything that we invest our resources in is really simply designed to connect people to each other, build a lifelong connection to the university that gives people an opportunity to invest in things that are important and meaningful to them. And that's the, the nutshell of what we do. It's just try to build connections to the university and to between alumni. That's awesome, man. Um, football, football season's coming up. Um, one of my favorite things that the Alumni Association does is away tailgates. Can yeah. you kind of tell us uh, what games you're going to have uh, some alumni tailgates at this year? Yeah, so this year we're going to do events at three games. We're going to be at um, 
They may not be in the right order, but we're going to be at Tulane. Uh, we'll be down there right on the quad, uh, right next to their alumni association. That should be fun. Anytime you're around the visiting team, um, as a visiting team, when you're around the home teams, you know, kind of primary t- tailgate, that's a lot of fun. So we'll be there at Tulane. Then uh, we'll be at Texas State out in uh, out oh, wow. in kind of in the hill country, in the, the foothills of the hill country. Probably one of the most beautiful campuses we get to go to, or at least that we got to go to as part of Conference USA. We, we traveled out there a few years ago and, and really was impressed with their facilities. They have a river running right through campus that uh, that their students float down on you know, wake or paddle boards and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a really neat place. And then we're also going to go over to Troy uh, and, and be there. I think that's got a, the opportunity to develop as a pretty good rivalry for us being its proximity and our history. And so we'll be at those three places for football season this year. Absolutely. You, you know, you mentioned, you know, two lanes, like an hour and a half away. Troy's not that far. Um, with us being, in the uh, SVC now, and we'll get more into what your thoughts on that is. But uh, do you think that in the future there'll be more away tailgates, or we all try to keep it around three, or or what? What do you think? Well, we 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 try to find. We typically do four, and we try to find the the four that make the most sense. This year, there just really wasn't a, a fourth one that kind of jumped out. Um, you know, there's always going to be a couple of places that are a little bit difficult to get to, um, a little bit far away. So I don't know that we'll ever get to a point that we do them all. Um, but, yeah, we're open to that. I mean, anywhere that people are going to be, we want to be there. So it's not really a, a resource issue. The great thing about those events is if you're an active member of the Alumni Association, your admission is free. And so they're really designed to, to benefit those who support us in the Eagle Club. And so we want to do as many as we can, but it just doesn't make sense to put a whole bunch of resources into an event that may only you know have 30 people show up at right. it and we're playing. So that's kind of what we look at that ticket sales, historical data. I mean, it's a, there's a little bit of a science to it, but the bottom line is if we think alumni are going to be there, we're, we're going to go. That's awesome. Well, speaking of alumni, you know, Southern Miss has got some pretty impressive alumni. Um, who would you consider one of the most impressive that you've met? So I've, you know, again, I've kind of been fortunate, and I'll give you an answer that, that may surprise you a little bit on this one. But, I, you know, I got the opportunity to introduce Jimmy Buffett at his concert here in Hattiesburg, which is, you know, as a Jimmy Buffett fan is kind of a high water mark. Um, gotten to meet Brian Dozier, gotten to meet Brett Favre, and think those are both, you know, really impressive guys. But I'll tell you that probably the, the one that's the most impressive to me right now is, is honestly Joe Paul. Um, you know, here's a guy who, who spent the better part of his adult life serving Southern Miss and then he retired and got down to about a 16 handicap in golf and had two grandbabies and he spent all his time with him. And then there was a leadership transition. And so, you know, Southern Miss called and, and again, Joe Paul answered the call. And so, you know, he's, he's the kind of guy, when you look at his history and his involvement at Southern Miss, the investment he's made, and then the ability or the, the willingness to come back and serve as president again, um, he ranks up there pretty high for me right now. And I, and I say that I, I just got back from Macomb with him tonight and everywhere we go, he knows everybody and everybody has a story about he made their education, how he made their education possible or a, a better experience. And so when you look at the list of all time golden Eagles, man, he's, he's right up there because he's been bought in from, from day one. So, um, probably, probably Joe Paul right now. He's tough to beat. Okay. Well, you know, you, talking about recruiting and connecting people uh what are some things y'all are going to do this year one of my thing uh things my friend tyler jackson and i for the show 
two years, three years ago, before COVID hit, before 2020, uh, we came to the Ogletree Haunted House. Um, what other things are y'all going to do? I know y'all do a crawfish bowl sometimes for seniors. Um, what are some things y'all have got planned to to do this year? Well, I think the the biggest thing I, I could talk about a lot of these because there mm-hmm. there are a few things that we do. You know, when we look at student experience, I think one of the biggest roles that we can play is try to make sure that our students who are on campus, you know, kind of our alumni and residents, have a great experience. If if you don't enjoy your time at Southern Miss, why would you stay involved after you leave? And so there's a lot of investment placed on making sure our students enjoy their experience, have the same experiences that, that the four of us had. But one of the things that I think we, we started last year and had really good success with it was an event called Screaming Eagles. And so that event took place on Friday night before the first home game, and it started at 9 o'clock. And, you know, we opened up uh, M.M. Roberts Stadium. The, the band, Travis Heiga is the new uh, band director, and he was an interim director last year. And he brought the entire Pride of Mississippi marching band out on the field. The cheerleaders were there in their uniforms. They had the flags. The athletic department was out there with the smoke. And the band started playing the fight song. And about 1,500 students ran on the field just like the football team does. They ran all the way down and climbed up in the student section. And the band played band chants, so they learned what to do on third down. They learned how to unfurl the big banner. Um it was just a really cool night for our students to understand what's expected of them when they come to game day. And that translated, you know, our, our student population, our student crowd last year was better the first four home games that it had been in several years. And so mm-hmm. we think that's a pretty direct result of them understanding what their role is. And so this year we're putting a lot more resources behind that. You know, we had 1500 people there last year. We, we'd love to double that. Um, we would love to, to see more and more students come and make that a marquee event. When you look at places like you know Texas A&M, it has a midnight Yale practice, and they mm-hmm. they fill half their stadium with students. I mean, those are the things that we kind of modeled it after. But you know, if our students understand that, hey, the place to be on Friday night is Friday night at Spirit Park. The first home football game we have Screaming Eagles, and then every Saturday when the team kicks off, we're expected to be at the stadium and being loud and being obnoxious. And so, I think that's the biggest thing this year is just really trying to capitalize on what we we were able to start last year and really just try to rejuvenate that student experience that we really lost for a couple of years with COVID-19. Right. You're absolutely right, man. That's awesome. I, w- I wish that we had some things like that when I was in school You know, I graduated 2011 with my master's, but um, before that we didn't have that either. So I, I, I'm impressed by what y'all are doing for the students, man, for sure. Um, Jerry, you and I are in a group chat with a few, I, I'd say, you know, Fairweather Southern Miss fan. I don't know if I call them diehard. I'm just kidding. They're they're a diehard group of Southern Miss fans. And I think it was yesterday, um, some people were talking about the lifetime membership was the way to go. What kind of perks would I get, you know, besides obviously the honor of helping Southern Miss if I went for like a lifetime membership? Well, so first, you, you get a really cool membership packet that's got a, a little medallion. It's like a three-and-a-half-inch life membership medallion that you can put on an easel in your in your office or in your home. So every time you look at it, you can think about Southern Miss and think about that membership. But on top of that, you know, there, there are a lot of things that go along with that. You, you don't have to worry about renewing ever. So you, you mm-hmm. never have it. So every time we have a Friday night at Spirit Park, um, you know, the access is included to that. All of our Eagle Landing events – you know, access is included to that complimentary. You know, we, we've had a membership appreciation tailgate on homecoming for the last six years. And, and the feedback we got the last couple of years was that um, 
you know, I, I can't really make it to homecoming. That's not the game I can make it to. So I hate that that's the only game that we get a benefit for home games. And so this year we're, we're rolling out a, a new an event called pregame at Southern Station. And so from two and a half hours prior to the kickoff, so just before Eagle Walk, till 30 minutes prior to the, to the game, active members of the Alumni Association can access Southern Station. So come into the gathering space on the backside, cool off, use the restrooms if you need to, and we're going to have complimentary beer and wine. So oh, no wow. matter where you're going, what you're doing, when you can make it back to campus, you can get a benefit there. And then another big benefit is when you get a little bit older and you have kids and you get ready to send them to Southern Miss, if you don't live in Mississippi, children of life members get resident tuition rates as opposed to out-of-state oh, wow. tuition rates. So that's a uh, that's a big one if that you don't live in Mississippi. One. So there are a lot of things, but I think you know the, the reason most people join is all the perks aside – it's to know that they're they're supporting Southern Miss in the, the best way they can mm-hmm. with an organization that, I mean, look, we've got 13,000 members and 7,500 of them are annual or lifetime members. So you take those lifetime members and you put all that money together and then you got some buying power. You know, you yeah. may not be able to join the Circle of Champions, but the Alumni Association did for you. You may not be able to endow a scholarship for children and grandchildren of alumni, but the Alumni Association has done that for you. You mm-hmm. may not can tailgate it in a away game, but the Alumni Association can provide that because of the support of our alumni. And so it really just kind of uh, puts together a, a lot of people that want to support the university, and it kind of maximizes that buying power and gives them the ability to, to make some bigger investments than they can make on their own. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so, you may have just convinced me. So I can sign it. you up. Yeah, I think you might just convince me. We'll get you hooked up. All right, sounds good, man. Uh, well, I think when we played Kentucky, y'all took a group up there, and y'all like toured a distillery and all that. Do you always kind of do extra stuff like that on away games, or was that like a special deal? That one was kind of special, just because the destination. You know, it depends on where we go. We, we would love to do more of those. Um, the challenge is, you know, you you kind of booking your football schedule based on who you can play and you know you're more focused on the team and you know surprisingly a lot of the teams that we play or that we want to play aren't in really destination areas and you think Mm -hmm. about some of the biggest paydays we've had you know they're in places like tuscaloosa that there's just not a whole lot you know (laughs) take you to the mercedes plan i guess but outside of that there's just (laughs) not a lot to show off but yeah the the kentucky trip was a pretty cool experience we we toured four distilleries and um, went to a, a racetrack and then a horse farm so that was a that was a cool one for sure. So we'd love to been saying I'd love to play Louisville because there's another half of that bourbon trail that we hadn't uh, hadn't gotten the chance to visit yet. So maybe we can get that in the future. For sure, man. Well, uh, we, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but what are your thoughts on going into the SBC? You know, I think it's really going to help us. Um, it's going to be good for our fans, really. I mean, the team, you know, the team's going to play who the team's going to play and. They're, they're going to be successful long-term. I think Will Hall's building a program that's really going to serve us well for the long-term. I don't think he's here to build a team that will help him win one year so that he can go somewhere else. I think he's really focused on building me, building a team and building a team of men. And so I've, I've had the chance to, to get to know him and hear his kind of philosophy and the, the way that he is building our program and have a lot of confidence in that. But being in the Sunbelt Conference, I think, helps us. I mean, look, trying to get to El Paso is is just almost mm-hmm. impossible from here. But getting to South Alabama or Lafayette or Troy or I mean it's just you know, you're looking at just a few hours. I, I don't know the numbers, but like, you know, I think last year I'm I don't know the numbers, so I'll, I'll say that again. But yeah. I, the number of plane rides that we have taken to go to away games will have to decrease significantly. You know, I mean like when you go from playing 
UTEP and Marshall and Rice and, you know, North Texas, all of which are eight hours away or more to play in Lafayette and Troy and Louisiana Monroe and South Alabama, you're, you're cutting down your travel costs. And it's not just travel costs for the team, it's travel costs for me, right? It's for right. the fans. So I, I can handle, you know, driving a mobile and getting a hotel for a night. But, you know, when it's a plane ride and two nights in a hotel and a rental car, and yeah, I just think it's going to be good for our fans to be able to see our team more. And, and even when they come here, we're going to have more fans in the stands, which I mean, that just helps the the environment of the game. I mean, that's absolutely anytime you have an event where there's a lot of people cheering on both sides, it's fun. I mean, that's, that's what makes the Oak Grove pedal game fun, right? Because there's so many people on both sides of it, you know, it's so, that, that, it's the that same love thing. their team. Yeah. Yeah. So, going off that, what? Who are you probably most excited to play as far as a new conference? Um, man, there's several of them for different reasons. I'm I'm excited to play South Alabama because I feel like we owe them one. We I'm do. excited to play Louisiana Lafayette because they've been the bell cow in the league for a while. Playing Georgia, is it state or Southern that's in Atlanta? Georgia State because yeah. I feel like we've missed the Atlanta market and we've got a lot of alums in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm excited about being back in that market. And then I'm excited about playing Coastal Carolina because that's a pretty part of the country, and I, I'm looking that forward to going beautiful. there. So, um, oh, And they've, wow. they've had some success. So, you know, I think it's going to be um, – I think it's going to be great all the way around. I'm excited about it. I think our alumni and fans are, and it should be a lot of fun for us for many years to come. For sure. Um, does the Alumni Association do anything like a tailgate for other sports, or do y'all kind of strictly stick to football? We again, we kind of go anywhere where we think alumni are going to be. This year, we had a pregame event at uh, in Mobile before the South Alabama game, and, and I, I feel like we had twice as many people as South Alabama had at their baseball stadium for that game. That was a lot of fun to come back and win that one kind of at the end. And then we have one at Southeastern as well. Uh, that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we try to do a couple for baseball if they make sense. I think that'll grow as we. Mm-hmm. Uh, do some weekends at you know places like South Alabama that, that make a little more sense. We've done some things in the past for basketball, um, specifically around the conference tournament. There's been um, – when we were in Dallas, that was a good spot to do some pregame things. And so we've done some things there. And, look, when, when a team's winning, a team's having success, people are going to be there. And when people are going to be there, we want to be there too. So uh, we're, we're open to everything. You just get more of a mass of football right now. Okay. Well, I got two more questions for you, and then I'll turn it over to Lane. Um, my next question is, uh, you know, well, you and I have a mutual friend, Bailey, who worked for you a long time, but she she moved back home. What was it like working with Bailey, and have you uh, replaced her? Not really replaced her, but has has somebody taken her job? Yeah, you're right. Bailey, Bailey's somebody you can't replace. You know, she was a, a dear member of our team for a long time. Uh, we certainly hated to see her move back home, but understood her desire to be back closer to the family. Um, you know, if you're not following Noodle the Golden Doodle on uh, Instagram, you're missing out. But um, right. yeah, Bailey was a was a dear friend of ours. She was a great staff member, and certainly leaves a big um, big hole in our team. But we were uh, we kind of restructured a little bit. Um, we uh, so we had a guy named Anthony Palazzolo, who you guys may know, who was doing our student and young alumni programming. We kind of bumped him up to our uh, kind of our chapter, what we call alumni hub, uh, kind of liaison there. So he's doing that along with our, our young alumni programming. And then we hired a young lady named Ashley Jones, who had been working on campus in parent and family, um, the parent and family department. And she is doing a lot of the events and stuff that Bailey did 
primarily on campus. So we, we kind of transitioned to having a more on campus role and an off campus role as opposed to having one person that did both those things. So, um, so far that's going well. Um, people still, you know, everybody's still kind of learning their roles and trying to, we're kind of going into the first year of kind of fall programming without her. So it'll be a little different, but um, certainly yeah. benefited as an organization from her leadership and her being involved. 100%. And, you know, another um, kind of mutual friend we have, and this may be a new program y'all are started. And if I call it the wrong thing, I'm really, really sorry. Cause I feel like I've read it somewhere, but, like a peer-to-peer uh, uh, thing, like Sawyer Walters does it for you, I believe. Yeah. Out. So we've got a, it's an online mentoring program called Southern Miss Connections. And is. Southern Miss Connections is just a way for, for students or young alumni to connect with other alumni. And, and the great thing about it is, let's say you're getting ready to graduate and you want to go live in Dallas. Well, you can pull the software up and you can sort it and you can see where our alumni live. And so if you're going to move to Dallas, you might reach out to somebody and say, hey, I'm getting ready to move to Dallas. What's a good area of town to live in? You know, what are some places I can live? What are some churches I can go to? What's a good apartment complex in this certain area? So it just gives them a resource. You know, we believe if people can move to an area and their first contacts can be Southern Miss people and their network becomes a network of Southern Miss people, they will stay connected. And, you know, again, our goal is to connect people to each other and back to the university. And so if all of your friends in Dallas are Southern Miss people, where are you going to be on Saturday? You're going to be here together or you're going to be at a restaurant or a bar in Dallas watching the ball game. So it kind of goes back to that, that overall overarching philosophy of connecting people to each other and then back to the university. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned Dallas uh, earlier in the season. We had a friend of ours, Jonathan Brent on. Um, so if Jonathan, if you're listening and you're not involved, I mean, that was your invitation to the alumni association right there, man. I think <laughs> he lives outside Dallas. Isn't that right, Lane? That's right. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Jerry, I'm going to ask you one more question, then I'm going to turn it over to Lane because I know he's got some good ones. Uh, I just had, uh, my, well, I didn't just have, my nephew just had his first son um, telling us, tell us a little bit about the, the growing up gold because I got I to gotta sign him up for that. Yeah, so growing up gold is a program that we developed, I guess, about 10 years ago. And one of the biggest challenges that, that we hear are people that say, I didn't hear anything from Southern Miss when my kid was getting recruited. And we go and we look and it's like, well, we didn't realize that you had a son or a daughter that was mm-hmm. 16. And so, well, how can we fix that? So we started a program called Growing Up Gold. And the aim of that program is to build a relationship with a family and that child from birth until about age 16. At age 16, we give them a keychain and a view book and send their information over to admissions and kind of the the formal recruitment process starts. But it starts out by, I mean, and really the way we see it is if we see on Facebook somebody had a child, we take a note of their name and their birth date and whether or not it's a boy or girl, and we send them a little onesie that says growing up gold and a little letter that's addressed to the child you know, kind of welcoming him to the Southern Miss family. And then every two years, that child gets a gift from us. And it starts out as a, a growth chart for the wall, and it, you know, ends up being a keychain. And so just a way to build a relationship with a child and with that family kind of throughout their lifetime. Because at the end of the day, they're going to take a test, and every college in the country can buy their test scores. And then the schools that have a lot of money send mail to everybody that scored in a certain range. And Southern Miss has to be a little more, uh, you know, just a little more careful about how we spend our resources. And so we want to make sure that, you know, we're targeting the people that are most likely to come to school here. And so if we can, you know, if we can send out something every other year 
And that student has to make a decision between going to Miami because Miami bought their test score or the school that they've heard about and known about their whole life. We like our chances there. And so that's the goal is just to make sure that we're building a relationship with that child from the time they're born to the time they make their college decision in hopes of making that college decision a little bit more likely to be here at Southern Miss. Okay. And if they're, if they're you know, say five years old, is it too late to sign up? And nope. where do you go to sign up? Um, you can go to southernmissalumni.com and look at our programs at the top in the, the browser and just click on Growing Up Gold. And there's a link there. You can sign up. It's a free program. Again, members pay for it, but it's open to everybody um, because it's important to us to make sure that we're recruiting children and grandchildren of Southern Miss alumni. Uh, we just need them to come to school here. And so we want to make sure we do everything we can to make sure that they're in a, a good spot going forward. Awesome. All right, Lane. It's really yeah. cool. Both my kids are in the Growing Up Gold thing. It's pretty cool. Like the onesie they send and all, it's, it's cool. We enjoy we we appreciate it, Jerry. We have enjoyed it. Yeah, man. So you'll get stuff every other This year. is our second This is our second time going through it. And so you know, with Molly. And so it's been it's been fun both times to see the it. The third so, one's the best, man. Wait, um, wait till you get the third one. <laughs> I I believe I will wait, Jerry. And so. <laughs> Mel just rolled her eyes. I could I could hear it from here. Oh, she definitely yeah. did. So but all right, so I got a few questions here, Jerry. Uh, so what made you decide to get involved in and work for the Alumni Association? So I guess, you know, we talked about why should people join the Alumni Association. I want to know what caused you to take your particular interest into the Alumni Association to become the executive director and work your way up like you have. Well, so, I mean, like I said earlier, you know, for me, I was really just trying to, to find a job that I thought would be more accommodating to the kind of lifestyle I wanted for my wife and kids. I mean, it was important to us that when we had kids that we were able to, you know, go to choir recitals and baseball games and soccer games and all that stuff. And the job that I had just really didn't lend itself to to what we were wanting to do. And so when I first, you know, applied for the opportunity here, I was just trying to find an opportunity. And my thought was, Hey, I'll go back to Hattiesburg or or maybe Jackson, whichever place I could find a job. I worked there for a couple of years and, you know, get some experience doing something different and then move into medical sales or, or whatever. And I got here and, and first of all, I mean, I was working for a guy named Bob Pierce who bled black and gold. I mean, it's a guy that came to school here and graduated in 91. He kind of ironically was from Pedal, and I just really appreciated the way that he approached his work every day at Southern Miss. And, you know, over the course of a year or two, I was, you know, really kind of found myself completely bought in. And, after about five years, you know, he moved on to a different role and, and this position became available. And at that point, it was kind of a no brainer for me to apply. I, um, I just really come to appreciate working for something bigger than yourself. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a, if you're a sales rep, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. I did it, but at the end of the day, you're, you're working for yourself, right? I mean, it's the, the most that you can get. I come to work at Southern Miss and every day I'm, I'm working for something bigger than me. This job isn't about me. This university is not about me. It's about creating a place that my kids can come to school and that their kids can come to school and that that my kids can have the same kind of experience that I had and make the same lifelong friends that I'd made and and have the same experiences and memories and the same strong quality education that made me competitive with people from all over the Southeast. And so it really, I mean, it just kind of grew on me, you know, to be honest. Uh, But I think we see that with a lot of people. Once you get involved, 
once you kind of find your niche, you really start believing in the mission and you start believing that, you know, we can do anything here. And when that happens, man, the, the possibilities are limitless. Absolutely. Uh, what makes you most proud to be a Golden Eagle? Obviously, we can tell you're passionate about it. What about Southern Miss makes you the most proud to be associated with this university? Grit. It's the grit. I mean, like, I don't know that I've ever personally identified more with kind of the, the personality of a place than Southern Miss. I mean, it, Southern Miss is always a little bit smaller. Southern Miss is, you know, always a little bit, you know, kind of under-resourced. Uh, but, man, you got a chip on your shoulder, and you're going to figure out how to get it done regardless. I mean, you take that as a challenge. And I think that's that's the thing for me. I mean, the, the grit, the determination. When you look back at the history of this institution, and you know that since 1910, it has survived unbelievable amount of, of attempts to close the doors, attempts to sabotage, attempts to, um, you know, make it something that, that would never be successful, and to see the just the ability to overcome those obstacles – um, this place is is incredible, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's just it's the relentless spirit of people associated with Southern Miss is what makes it um, what makes it so cool. And it's really cool when you can identify with that too. It's really cool. Um, so my next question is this: You know, you mentioned the Grown Up Gold program. That's more on to me. Obviously, it's the alumni association that's that's running it, but that's that's kind of dipping over a lot into like the recruitment side and admission side and all that. Do you guys work pretty closely with admissions and recruiting new students to Southern Miss more than just alumni too? Well, you know, those guys are obviously the, the experts in that field, right? That they spend a lot of time making sure that the work that they do provides the best opportunity to yield the number of students that we can accommodate in a freshman class, a transfer class. And so we know they're the experts, so we're not trying to, to be the recruiting office. But we work very closely with them because, obviously, if, if we can get a good group of students to come to school here, they can become a good group of alumni. And so we want to support that. So we provide resources to supplement some of the things they're doing on some of their visits. Um, you know, we, we, allow, we ask our alumni to volunteer to go share their experience at Southern Miss with high schools on recruiting visits to make sure that – the students at those schools have a good perspective of, you know, how you can be successful from Southern Miss. You know, one of you guys mentioned Sawyer Walters earlier. You know, Sawyer has gone to Gulfport High School and he's gone to St. Patrick's and he shared kind of how he came from, you know, a school right here in Hattiesburg, came to Southern Miss, had the opportunity to be Seymour. And then from that, you know, he's gone on and done great things after he's left the university. But, you know, those things wouldn't have happened had he not come here and got involved is he does a good job of sharing how his experience as a student, you know, helped him to be prepared for, for his role now. And those are the things that we can do as alumni to help supplement the recruitment process. And so um, we want to be very good teammates for those people and, and help make sure that we're doing everything we can to put our best foot forward in that recruiting process. That's really cool to hear the teamwork aspect across multiple departments. That's, that's a really cool thing there. Um, uh, my next question is, you know, you mentioned some really cool things you guys are doing, some good things y'all are doing, like the Screaming Eagles, the Growing Up Gold, the, you know, just different things you've done, the the stuff to Century Park that y'all did, all that. Where did these ideas come from? Do you guys have like a creative team there? How do you how do you come up with the stuff that you guys do? You You obviously have a bunch of good ideas. I'm sure you have a lot more coming our way, too. 
uh, that you may or may not be able to share with us. But where did these ideas come from in the first place? Well, you know, look, we're fortunate. We work at a university, and so it's okay to steal from other universities, right? We're not targeting the same (laughs) students. So that's some of it we steal. Some of it, like, I I have a really, really creative team. I mean, we've got a a sharp group of young people that work here at the Alumni Association. Uh, They they make me look really good on a lot of days when when I I don't deserve to look as good as as I do. But um, they we sit around and talk about some of these things, and, you know, one person might have one idea and that kind of morphs into another one. And the next thing you know, we got screaming Eagles. And so um, it, it's, it's a combined effort and we, none of it would work if it wasn't for partnerships across campus. I mean, if we couldn't get support of the athletic department and heck, I mean, think about like the night before a home game, the stadium is sealed and locked down. It's been sniffed by dogs for bombs. And we go to the police officer and to the, to the university police chief, Rusty keys and say, Hey, we want to have a thing here at nine o'clock. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know? So it takes people that, that care about the place. And Rusty's a great example of that. I mean, the most important thing to chief keys is to make sure that Southern Miss is successful. And if it means that he's got to, you know, wait and let the bomb dogs go at 1030, then he'll do that because that's what's best for Southern Miss. And I think that's the biggest thing. You, you, you have ideas, but you don't do anything by yourself. It takes a lot of people around you. And we've just got people out here, that really care about the institution, really care about the future of this place. And um, that's what makes it successful is everybody being willing to do whatever their role is in helping us to achieve the, the best possible outcome. Yeah, I think it goes back, you know, just from what you said there with the stuff Rusty's able to do. By the way, Rusty has been at Southern Miss a long – I don't know how many years he's been there, but he was there definitely whenever I was at Southern Miss. He's been there a long time. Uh, but, you know, the – just sacrifices people have made to me it kind of fits in with the whole you know grit mindset you mentioned you know everybody just kind of working together and uh you know working for something bigger than themselves you know Uh, i feel like there's a lot of a lot of like-minded people here that work together so would you agree with that yeah 100 percent. that's awesome that's really cool to to just hear about how you guys all come together that that might be some stuff that I know I don't think about on the daily, you know, how many people are involved to make all this stuff happen. So that's, that's really cool to hear. Um, my next question is this, uh, you know, obviously you're in alumni association. You're always trying to recruit new members to the alumni association. Um, what are some challenges you're finding when it comes to recruiting new members and what are you having to do to overcome some of those challenges? I think the biggest challenge that we're facing just in general and not necessarily with members, um, but just, I guess it probably spills over to members. I hadn't really looked at numbers, but the biggest challenge is getting young people involved. You know, I mean, when you look around at our events, I mean, the, you know, our events are comprised primarily of people who graduated in the seventies, eighties and early nineties, which is, which is great. We're, We're glad to see them, but there's a tremendous number of people that have graduated in the last 20 years that just, aren't all in yet. And so the biggest challenge is what kind of programming can we do? How can we engage young people so that they can bring their kids and, you know, that their kids can be engaged in growing up gold and that their kids can have the same experiences that, that we had growing up. I mean, I remember when we won the NIT, the team came back from Madison Square Garden. They had a big event at Reed Green Coliseum and I checked out of school early to go watch them. You know, like that, that's not happening as much now. And so how do we get that back and what, what kinds of things can we do? Yes. Winning helps. I get that. But just in general, like how, how do we make this 
the the place for young people to be and to be engaged and to bring their kids. And so, I mean, I think that's the biggest challenge is how do we figure, you know, what kinds of things can we do to get young people engaged to the point that they're going to try to show up if, if they possibly can. Are there any things you can share with us that you guys have coming up, maybe to target some of those younger groups? Well, I think the, the, the biggest thing that we're doing right now is we've got a group called the Gold Council that we launched right before um, right before COVID-19. And that's a, it's gold stands for graduates of the last decade. And it's a leadership team that we put together to give us some advice on how best to, to pursue young alumni. And I think one of the things we learned early on was, you know, students on campus spend a significant amount of their time um, providing community service to the Hattiesburg community. And when they graduate, there's no opportunity for that. I mean, something like 113,000 hours of community service our students, you know, perform here in Hattiesburg on an annual basis. But when they graduate, there's nothing for them to do. And so what can we do? Well, we created an event last year called Doing Goal Work. And so we had people in Mobile, Pensacola, um, Jackson, Hattiesburg, New Orleans, on the coast, that came together on a Saturday morning to do community service in their communities on behalf of Southern Miss. And it was incredibly successful, but how do you build on that? And so really it's just leaning on that group and giving them the opportunity to share with us what's working, what's not working, so that we can continue to see an increase in the number of young people that are engaged. Okay, cool. And my last thing here, uh, Jerry, is uh, can you tell our listeners how do they become members of the Alumni Association? How much are the fees? Basically the general questions people are going to have, I feel like, is, Number one, how much is it? Two, what are the options in terms of like, you know, membership levels and all and all that? And then number three is how do I become a member? All right, so I'm gonna take them backwards. The, the easiest way is go to Southern Miss Alumni, all one word, Southern Miss Alumni.com. There's a ribbon bar at the top. You can click on hover over join and click on join today. When you get in there, it shows you the membership types. If you're if you've been out of school more than three years, it's $45 a year for a membership. Within the last three years of graduation, there's a discounted rate, so it only costs you about $20 a year. And then there's a three-year membership, and then there's a life membership. And life membership, $600 for a single. Uh, you can pay that over the course of five years if you want, or you can pay it all at one time. But um, a lot of easy ways to do it. There's even a, a new membership type that we have. is a monthly membership where you pay $5 a month. It's primarily done by young alumni and they pay over PayPal. And so every month, just like a subscription to Netflix, you're charged $5. And then you get a quarterly gift from the Alumni Association that may be a puzzle that's like last year, I think we did puzzles of M.M. Roberts Stadium. Got one right now that's a that's a puzzle that we just had printed that's um, one of the Southern Miss games against maybe LSU. I can't remember which, which game it was now, but um, so all of our monthly members are going to get that puzzle that they can do at home with their kids and glue it together and put it up on the wall if they want. We did, you know, ornaments at Christmas and um, lots of little things like that, but it gets, it's a way for alumni to get a premium um, on a quarterly basis and it just costs you $5 a month. So a lot of different ways to do it really just have to find the way that best fits you and where you're at. But yeah, we, we really need one of the messages Joe Paul's talked a lot about is really kind of working to expand the tent. You know, for, for whatever reason, some people have chosen over the last few years that, you know, maybe I don't want to support Southern Miss right now. And when you look at where we're at, you know, we're, we're transitioning to a new conference. 
we're getting ready to have a new leader. And, and what a better way to set the tone for the new leader of our institution than to have everybody on board, to, to really have everybody move in the right direction, preparing this institution to achieve the, the level of success it's destined for. Look, the, the population center of our state is south of Hattiesburg, and that's not going to change anytime in the, the real future. There's no reason for anybody that lives along the Gulf Coast or that lives you know, over in Brookhaven or Macomb to drive by Hattiesburg to go to another institution in North Mississippi. They can come right here and get whatever they need to have the, the level of success they need to uh, to reach their career goals. And so we want to make sure that people know that, that people see the greatness that Southern Miss is and can be. And, and the best way to do that is to get everybody engaged and you know everybody grab the rope. Let's pull in the same direction and, and make Southern Miss the best we can. Not just for us, but for our kids. That's what's, that's what's coming next. And you know how it is, Lane. You get a couple of little ones that change your perspective. It does. It does. All of a sudden their future becomes a little more important than what's yep. than everything else. So that's all. Awesome. That's all I got guys. That's all I got, Chuck. I don't know if you have anything else. I feel like I just went to Southern Miss church right now. I want to say an amen. Southern Miss church. You know, Hallelujah. throw a tithe in the plate or something, you know, right. that was good to <laughs> yeah. hear Jerry. So yeah. Southern Miss alums, man, get on board, baby. We, the ship's sailing. Let's get on board and, and, Join everybody else and get this thing rolling. Yeah, our uh, our pastor, Jeff Clark, always says, make it personal, get skin in the game. So go out, buy season tickets, get involved with the Alumni Association, have a reason to feel connected to Southern Miss. Um, so that's our challenge to y'all this week, is go check out the Alumni Association. Even if you only do that $5 a month, try it out. Um, but I'm going to encourage you, like I'm going to encourage myself, sign up for the Life Membership. And let's see what happens and see what they can do with uh, a little extra resources. But, Jerry, we're uh, we're very glad you came on tonight, man. Is there anything you want to say to the listeners right now? No, man, I just appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate all you listening for your support of Southern Miss. I appreciate you doing everything you can to help make this institution the very best it can be. And uh, Southern Miss to the top. And as always, Southern Miss to the top, baby. We to love it. To the top. I love it. To the top. Uh, special thanks to Kate Thagger for uh, making us sound and look good. Um, and we will see y'all next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EverydayEaglesPodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Touchdown!